Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast with Kevin Harrington and Seth Green. Kevin Harrington is the inventor of the infomercial, one of the original sharks from the hit TV show Shark Tank, and has generated over $5 billion in TV and digital direct response sales. Seth Green is the world's first trusted authority on cutting-edge direct response marketing, a best-selling author, and the only three-time Marketer of the Year nominee. On the podcast, Kevin and Seth interview sharkpreneurs who share straight talk on what it takes to explode your business. Why do so many businesses struggle while others seem to explode overnight? Do you wish you had the secret to this type of exponential growth? Now, I've scaled more than 20 businesses to over $100 million, and it's not just luck. In my new book with Mark Tim, Mentor to Millions, you'll learn the repeatable framework I use in all my business ventures for massive success. Order at KevinMentor.com and get over $1,000 in bonuses. Head to KevinMentor.com. Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast. This is your co-host, Seth Green. Today, I've got the good fortune to be joined by Jesse Krieger, publisher for The Passionate from LifestyleEntrepreneurPress.com. In addition to being featured on over 50 media outlets for his best-selling book, Lifestyle Entrepreneur, Jesse has been an entrepreneur his adult life. He has sits at the intersection of publishing and promotion. He's published over 100 books during his six-year tenure as founder and publisher of Lifestyle Entrepreneurs Press. Jesse, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you, Seth. What a great introduction, I guess. When you hear it all read back, just in a compressed time, you're like, oh, wow, yeah, we did do that. Yes, yes, you did. So let's go back in time a little bit. How did you get started in the publishing and promotion business? As I was in the 2010 or so, I knew that I had to write a book. Um, That was on the tail end of eight or nine years of founding or co-founding a few different businesses, traveling the world pretty extensively, and people asking like, what are you doing? What is your approach? So I decided to really try and put that down. And that book became Lifestyle Entrepreneur. Uh, live your dreams, ignite your passions, and run your business from anywhere in the world. Now, in 2012, that came out in Southeast Asia through a publisher. Um, I did a book tour. I spoke at a bunch of book fairs, signed a bunch of books, kissed some babies, hit number two business bestseller, and then got a second publishing deal for the U.S. and the rest of the world. 2014, that came out without as much fanfare and you know, I I felt like in hindsight, I got a lot of support with my Asia publisher and I thought I was going to be put on stages and doing all this stuff in the U S instead, it was an opportunity to really learn book marketing and learn that side of the game. And so when I did relaunch the book, it became a bestseller here. And at that point, friends of mine that were working on books were asking for my advice. One thing led to another. They all said, can you just do it for me? And six years later, Done For You Publishing is our primary way in which we serve and support authors. Awesome. What what business were you in when you wrote Lifestyle Entrepreneur? What were you doing that gave you that lifestyle to write about in the first place? Yeah, the the most recent, I, I had just finished selling a company called USB Superstore that I had started 18 months earlier, um, right at the biggest part of the drop in the recession, right? 2008 and um, grew it to a half a million dollar business. It was drop ship from China, flash drives and wholesale quantities, promotional products. And we built up a book of business and I sold the company. And 
as I was operating it, I was traveling quite frequently. And so the encapsulation of like, how do you really manage a business online that produces and delivers products from one place in the world to another? And then it doesn't matter where I am in that equation. And so that was the approach that like, I just knew after selling the company, I was like, I know I'll really be able to write from the beginning to end, like how to do this. So it really started just what was the process that I just went through and that I'd done a few times and highlighting the experience of others. And that became a compelling like lead for, for how I approached writing the book. All right. Now you say something kind of controversial. You say that your book is not your business card. What do you mean by that? Because so many hybrid publishing companies and self publishing companies say your book should be your best business card. Why isn't that true? Thank you for asking the question. Like I've seen a lot of people and I'm not going to like name names, but right. hold your book as your business card and give it away for free and do free plus shipping. I am not a fan of devaluing a book to the point where it's just some loss leader front end giveaway thing. I am a fan of a book being the book to be a substantial and valuable contribution to whoever reads it and to society generally. And come on, we're talking about a difference of a $15, $20 book or a $10 Kindle versus something that's free and just schlocked off. I think the way that we approach our book and how we language it and the marketing and sales message sets the expectation of the reader that they're going to get something instead of like, oh, here's something for free and just pay for shipping and handling. Maybe they won't read and value that as much, but you and I both know that those are the front end of marketing funnels where they're trying to sell something for $300 or $2,000. So yeah, the book can be a loss leader. It can be a business card. In my view, it should really deliver the goods. And that if someone's a self-starter, they could read your book, take action and get results. Not that they read your book, realize there's a bigger piece that costs thousands of dollars that they need to actually get the results that the book promised. So that's my perspective. That's I, controversial. I, I'll take it. <laughs> controversial, contrarian, and possibly quite accurate. So what you say a book should be a BDT, a business development tool. What does that mean? And how is that different from a book just being a business card? Sure. Um, I'll Maybe some people, when they say your book is a business card, they mean it in this way. But the way I look at it is if someone reads my book, let's say, they're going to get a new perspective of how they could approach entrepreneurship get some real strategy for how to do it on a tactical level and see, I think, seven, seven case studies of other people that did it in different businesses. And they could take that and run with it. Like they don't need to hire me. They don't need to buy something else and they could get results and maybe they leave a review. So if that's true for the book, some subset of people will want to get hands-on support, will want a training program, will want one-on-one -on -one coaching, will want to come to a live event or join a mastermind. And as a business development tool, you just need to know what percentage of people will take the other offers that you have available and featuring them in the book, not hiding it, not like a bait and switch, but like, here's the book. And if you love it, you may also enjoy this, this, and this. And giving a, maybe a valuable incentive. I gave a hundred dollar discount in my book if you bought a course and now you're bouncing people from the book into another paid offer. Um, and so that can be very effective, but what I've also found is that like the book itself lets people show up ready to go. Like the most common thing that I got from 
people that read my book was, hey, can I just hire you to help me personally launch a business of my own? And that wasn't even an offer in the book. So I just started saying yes to a few of those. And it ended up being like an eight to $10,000 engagement over three to four months. Um, so it looked at in that context, if, if half of 1% of all the people that bought my book want to hire me for, let's just say $5,000, not even 10, then the math starts to add up in your favor very quick. But I do see it as predicated on the book itself delivers. Someone should come away from that being like, this person knows what they're talking about and that's who I want to work with to accomplish the same results. That's the setup as I see it. Okay. So beautiful setup. You talk about, so the book helping you differentiate yourself, helping you stand out. How do you get the book itself to stand out and how do you get it to stand the test of time given that our world is changing so rapidly now as we're recording this during the height of the COVID pandemic? Right, exactly. So there's a great thread of like writing a book that it's not, try not to date yourself, try not to use contemporary celebrity or political examples or whatever that would tie you to a specific period. Um, I tried to approach it from whatever I did specifically in my businesses, what were the higher principles that someone else could follow to get similar results in their own, you know, very specific topic or area of focus. And if you take that approach, it can be applicable no matter if technology changes or trends change, but marketing isn't going to change. Like sales, the act of selling and converting people won't change. Fulfilling on customers or clients, there's always going to be something evergreen in those topics, right? So I would counter that by saying I wrote a lot about Elance in my book as a talent platform. They've since been absorbed into Upwork and now... I can't go back and change it. So I've learned from this too, of getting into too much specifics can, you know, time moves on and then it may, may, may not be exactly the same. Absolutely. I wrote a, book, a best-selling book a number of years ago on Facebook ads and 80% of that book is, was obsolete in less than 12 months. So I, I, I feel your pain. The publishing world has changed a lot too since you started. So talk about the changes in terms of what traditional publishing is, hybrid publishing, self-publishing, kind of the mishmash of everything in between. Totally. You could do updated editions of that Facebook book every year, just throwing it out there. Be super valid. If that was what I'm now, if that was what our agency was now focused on, on our, on, on the primary revenue driver, you're absolutely right. And shame on me for not thinking of that. And I should have, <laughs> we will be updating our podcasting books. Uh, but yes, all right, so let's talk but about yeah, different uh, to your, to your question, right? I don't want to go divergent onto it. But I appreciate it. That's a good point. Totally. So here, here's how I see it. There's a spectrum of publishing options. And on one hand, self-publishing, you have the highest earning potential, but you have to handle all of those aspects, um, managing editing, design, layout, a bunch of stuff that people do professionally day in and day out. You'll have to learn and execute for the first time. So that's one option. The other end of the spectrum is traditional. Put a book proposal together, get a literary agent, try and get interest, try and get someone to make you an offer. And you're essentially selling the rights to your book for an advance, which means you then work essentially for the publisher to earn back that advance through selling your book. In the middle of the road is us, independent publisher that has distribution, has market access the same as a traditional, but with a hands-on focus 
where we're looking at the author's broader career. Most of our authors are business owners. So we're having that strategic conversation, but we just handle everything when it comes to the book, printing, logistics, distribution, sales, royalties. And so I see us as like a partner for business owners, thought leaders, people at the platform um, to handle everything with regards to the book and broaden their um, the reach of their message. And so there's other independent hybrid publishers that have a similar philosophy to ours. I think if there's a difference, it's just that, you know, I work personally with our authors. We only publish 30 to 40 books a year. So there's not this large scale operation thing going on where an author's interfacing with someone three, four, six levels down the org chart from the actual publisher, the person that's the title of publisher in that company. So that's a little lay of the land. I could do a deeper dive. If I'm you're... sure you could. I think um, one of the things you've done with your book is you used it to get featured on over 50 media outlets. So talk a little bit about how you and your authors are using their books as a great PR strategy. Yeah, I mean, here we are on a podcast. At this point, it's probably over 100 podcasts. And I love podcasts because I love this longer format medium where it's not just sound bites. It's not a little excerpt. We can actually get into a conversation around the topic. So, I, you know, I personally pursued podcasts as a marketing strategy for my book. Now I'm here talking about publishing. But for any author, podcasts are a valuable part of getting the word out. And if you don't feel as comfortable in this format, then I always say there's written audio and video mediums, right? You could have a successful promotion doing blog partnerships, guest articles, becoming a contributor and focusing on the written medium or going the video route, things like summits, YouTube channel, video interactions. And I, I always advise authors like pick which approach works best for you. So you're not trying to fit a square peg into a round hole. Like even though I wrote a book and I work with books all the time and content, written content, I'm much happier in a podcast format than I would be writing guest articles to promote whatever it is I'm doing, for example. So you try and find that medium fit and then go deep into what are the shows, what are the gatekeepers, what are the outlets to focus on. You've done such an amazing job and built such a successful business. What's your, what's your biggest challenge now? Um, it's, uh, it's, I always see it as an ongoing process. Like we're in the midst of publishing maybe 25 books now. So I don't feel like at least in publishing, there's a point where I'm like, ah, successful, like we made it. There's always a bunch of stuff going on. So I guess managing um, workflow, balancing my own life, like in and out of work. I am passionate about what I do. It's easy to get wrapped up in it. But now I really try and focus on punching out and spending time with friends or family or doing something totally unrelated. And I find that that makes me more productive and effective when I am like on. Um, but other than that, you know, similar things that most business owners deal with cash flow, payroll, managing an operation while crafting my own role within it. Um, I try and be very conscious about what are the pieces of lifestyle entrepreneurs, lifestyle entrepreneurs press where I'm personally responsible. And then where are other people involved? And I don't involve myself where they're working. So there are a couple of ways I look at it. Awesome. You talk about making money with your book before it's even out. Uh, what's a pre-launch campaign and how does that work? Yes. Yeah, so 
we also operate publishizer.com, um, which is a crowdfunding platform for authors. Um, we don't publish the majority of authors that run a campaign, but we support them to do a crowdfunding campaign. You don't have to have the book written, but you have the idea and you bundle up. So maybe you can pre-order a book for $20, but for $200, you can get three copies of the book and a one-on-one -on -one call with the author. Or for $500, you get five copies of the book and an online training course. And so we take our approach to publishing of looking at the business development opportunities within the book focus and try and get them out there running a campaign and actually getting traction in the market, which I find creates the accountability for them to really see it through. Now people have raised their hand, taken out their wallet, invested in the idea, and that can be very helpful. Um, separate from Publishizer, for any authors that we're publishing, we'll always come up with some strategy to drive pre-orders before the launch. <clears throat> and that's super important with traditional, but also with independent hybrid publishing, because we're setting a release date in the future and we need to pre-sell as many books as possible before that date, because that's what turns into bigger and bigger orders and more buy-in from retail. And, uh, and we're, we're able to 2X, 3X, sometimes quadruple the number of book orders we get relative to the sales we're driving in advance. That is awesome. I love that you built essentially a Kickstarter for books. That's incredible. Your passion and innovation is obvious. What do you like best about what you do? For me, I love that I get to work on a number of different creative projects and it's all within the same business. <laughs> like my own book, I, I was an advocate of being involved in two to three different things at once. And that can totally work. It can totally create a lifestyle but to like build, I'm, I look at this business as like a long-term focus. So I'm just, uh, it, it's exciting to be a, a support mechanism for some fascinating and influential people. Um, and it, it doesn't require me to be the face of the brand all the time, which was a great experience as an author. And I love doing media and so forth, but it's not as dependent on the next thing I create personally, if that makes sense. It totally makes sense. What you, uh, who's an ideal client for you? Yeah, I would say somebody, well, podcasters that have an, an ongoing engaged like audience connection. We got just a few That just works well. It just works well because, uh, I mean, I can say the authors of ours that host podcasts, they see consistent book sales. Um, and just as they have those touch points and as their audience grows, they find out, oh, they've got a book too. So it's a natural um, move in that sense. But really business owners, entrepreneurs or health and wellness professionals uh, or spiritual leaders that have a unique take and at least five, preferably 10 years or more of experience of doing it, where now they're like looking back and, and codifying their approach. How did they get results? And what are the interesting parts of their life story? that support that. So I guess anyone that fits into that category, we could end up having a great conversation exploring publishing. Awesome. For our folks who are listening and watching and want to learn more about what you're doing, where is the best place for us to send them? I would say um, lifestyleentrepreneurspress.com will give a whole overview of what we're doing publishing wise. And if you're interested in that, that 
crowdfunding idea. It's publishizer.com. Publish, I-Z-E-R.com. I already found it. We'll put it in the link in the show notes. Uh, this has been Seth Green with Jesse Krieger. Jesse, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for, have, thanks for joining us. Thanks, everybody, for watching or listening. We'll talk to you next time. Do you need money to fund your idea, product, or service? Are you ready to take your business to the next level but need capital to get it done? Kevin Harrington has heard more than 50,000 pitches and knows how to help you make the perfect pitch to get the funding for your entrepreneurial dream. He's distilled the process down in his perfect pitch cheat sheet, and it's yours for free. Just text PITCH to him right now at 727-888-2100. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 right now and claim your free perfect pitch cheat sheet. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 to start funding your dream today. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.